Well, it may be that as a mom or a dad, you've found it intimidating or difficult to figure out what to say or do for your child when they're really struggling with something difficult. Uh, Many times, though, just being present there for them, uh, being available is what they need. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta, and uh, Danny's in charge of our parenting and youth department here at Focus on the Family. Uh, Let's go ahead and hear a clip now from Jim Daly, who spoke with author and grandparent Michelle Howe, who's really authentic and offered tips about guiding your child through a tough time. And no matter what age and stage of parenting you're in, you're going to find this encouraging. Michelle, in our culture today, there's so much family fragmentation. So children, grandchildren, mm-hmm. are facing issues of divorce, separation, um, having a step-parent, right. uh, uh, those kinds of things. What advice do you have for those grandparents in that situation where really the family, the biological family, has been lost, even within the Christian context? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is happening in our churches mm-hmm. as well. Right. So what can a grandparent do to be there for that grandchild who's really uh, suffering? Well, I I suggest first you pray, because I think a lot of times grandparents' first response is to run right in and fix it and try to solve it. That one you can't fix, typically from a grandparenting position. You can't. And I know even in the small group I'm in, I mean, we have, what, eight or nine women, and three of them have heroin-addicted adult children. So they've taken on the role of parenting their grandchildren. Far more common. It's happening more and more and more. So not only divorce, but just adult addicts or just they're not stable enough to be grandparents or parents. So what do they do? They do what they can one day at a time. They rely on the Lord. They, They just get other people to help them. But it's tragic, and they find out that their retirement years are not at all turning out like they expected. Yes. It's very tragic and very challenging. Yeah, it, it is. And it puts a, a incredible load on the grandparents mm-hmm. in that way. And I'm grateful that grandparents step up and they're doing all they can do. Uh, you mentioned in your book um, a handful of ways, a handful of steps, I guess, to become a grandparent. Uh, what are those steps? Well, first of all, I think you have to always think in spiritual terms. That's that a good e- thing. That Yes. That's, that everything, that's everything is all about getting your kid, your grandchild, your adult children to know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior and as Lord as early as possible. So everything you do should point that direction. Everything. In a playful way, in a serious way, conversational way, every way. Everything I like that. Everything has to, because that's the only thing that's going to last. Right. But really, it's got to be the orientation of your heart to want to be a significant role in your grandchild's spiritual development. That's the first thing. And the second thing is love them unconditionally. You may not like your grandchildren sometime. You may not like them. But you know what? You're going to love them. You're going to look for the best in them. And typically there is a special bond there. Mm -hmm. So loving your grandchild, I think, comes a little maybe a little easier. It does. Than parenting that child. Absolutely. Because of all the responsibility. Right. But, you know, sometimes I hear grandparents say, I just don't know what to do with that kid. I just don't know what to do with that kid. And I'll say, well, and then we'll look. We'll say, well, give me some positive things. Those are the two biggies. And then insert yourself into their life in a significant way. You say make time and space for your grandchild. Make time and space. And you know what? I like that. You have to clear your calendar. We're all busy. No matter what age we're at, we're busy. And there's plenty of things we can do every day. But if you're playing golf three times a week and you won't watch your grandchildren, that's a problem. 
Right. It really is a problem. Oh, doggone it. Yeah, you need to <laughs> you need to get them into your life. If you don't spend time with them, you can't influence them. Yeah. Well, and, and so often we use this term ministry of presence, but mm. man, in grandparenting, it's all about presence, right? Being Absolutely. there for them, having that hug, that kiss, that mm-hmm. little affection, sharing cookies together. Right. I mean, all that is good stuff. Oh, it's all good stuff. And that's what those grandkids will remember when they're adults. Yep. It's all the dailies of life. Yeah. It really is. The cooking, the baking, the mowing the lawn, the working in the garden, the fixing a tire. It's just taking them along with you and saying, come on, help grandma, help grandpa. Yeah. So good. The fourth was respect the parents. We kind of covered that. Respect the parents' rules. Yeah. And we've touched on that. Uh, One thing you say that is so important for being a grandparent is not protecting your grandkids from suffering. Mm -hmm. That seems so counterintuitive because there's always that desire to bail out, to help, to step in. Mm -hmm. Why is it important to allow your grandchildren to suffer reasonably? Yeah, we want to teach people to suffer well. We want to suffer well. And what does that mean? It means realizing suffering is going to be a key factor in all of our lives. What teaches you what? Character. It teaches you character. People do not grow strong in the high times of life. Exactly We grow when we are hurting, when our back is against the wall, when we've failed ourselves and others. We need to be able to talk on the child's level, not down to them, but with them, and say, Grandma felt just like that, and then give the instance. Mm. And this is what I did, and I know you hurt, and I know it's hard, and give them a hug and love on them, but help them to see that there's a bigger story. I love what Michelle said about encouraging her grandchildren. And uh, Danny, she described how we shouldn't always try to prevent our kids from suffering. We're not going to succeed anyway, but how do we help our, our children navigate days of difficulty? Well, especially with adult children, it, it, it really gets tempting for a parent to step in and help them and really withdraw any suffering that they may be stepping into. I remember meeting with parents of this 19-year-old young man that was heavily into drugs, mm-hmm. and uh, we talked about the stupid tax, the self-inflicted type of suffering that sometimes a person has to pay in order to really move past decision-making that creates suffering and on, an ongoing cycle of difficulty. And sometimes as parents, we have to, to step back and let that tax be paid in order for the conversation to be opened up for something different. Mm-hmm. And then there's the ones that are out of their control. Let's say an adult child is married and their spouse has chosen to divorce or maybe there's an infidelity, and they're suffering in that. And as a parent, you want to remove that. Everything about you wants to take that away from them. And uh, that's a a place where you can be present and available. And you can't remove the fact that there's grief there. Mm -hmm. Grief makes sense. And so a way to respond when our kids are suffering or having difficulty, hardship, help them know that it's normal to feel what they're feeling towards what's happening. Mm -hmm. If they're misperceiving something and blowing it way out of proportion— Maybe you ask the question, help me understand what you're seeing so that maybe you help them see it from a different perspective. But when it makes sense to have grief, you can't remove that. That's how we're wired as human beings. And what you can do is maybe rearrange your schedule so that you have availability and you can say, hey, do you, can we just go out to dinner? Can I, can, I, can I buy you dinner? Can we just go out for a walk? 
And sometimes just know when someone's suffering, they don't have appetite. They may not want to go to dinner or somewhere public. Be aware of that. Know your child's personality and say, hey, how can I be of help right now as you're going through this real difficult season? And use that terminology so that as a parent, you're not uh, feeding the fact that this may be a permanent thing. And uh, use that season language, the, hey, I'm here and I'd love to be of help in any way, shape, or form, and then say, hey, do you mind if I pray for you? Hmm. I just want to hold you and pray for you, if that's okay. There are many different ways you'll know that in your relationship with your adult children, and if that's with your teen or younger kids, uh, just make sure that what you're doing is not minimizing the suffering, but you're going towards understanding, and if there's an open door for a new perspective, give them that and then the hope that comes in a relationship with God and prayer. Yeah. Well, that's really good. I appreciate that, and I hope that uh, as a listener, you've benefited from what we heard with Michelle and then Danny's great insights right there. Um, Let me just say your faithful support is why we're able to produce podcasts like this. Um, It's one of the reasons that we can have trained uh, Christian counselors uh, here for those who have a struggle. It's how we make resources, uh, video curriculum, uh, online. We have so much for you as a mom or a dad or a grandparent. If you can join us, we're listener-supported, so if you can join us and make a monthly pledge or one-time gift, we would deeply appreciate it. And that'll be fuel for uh, the ministry that takes place through Focus on the Family. We'll say uh, thank you by sending a copy of Michelle's book. There's a reason they call it Grandparenting. Um, So please make that donation and request that book. Details are in the show notes. By the way, we have a free parenting assessment. Lots of people have taken it and benefited from it. My wife and I did. Uh, It takes five, six, seven minutes maybe to run through it. And then you've got a lot to talk about as uh, moms and dads, and you've got some tools in the toolbox to think. Uh, That assessment is free, once again, and we're going to link over to it in the episode notes. Well, next time, Cynthia Tobias describes ways that you can help a strong-willed child, and you're going to enjoy Cynthia's perspectives. I'm John Fuller, and for Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for listening today to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.